Canada has ordered China to immediately sell its holdings in three Canadian mining companies as the need for investments in the extraction of critical minerals clashes with growing concerns over national security. Well, yesterday, Canada's industry minister, Francois-Philippe Champagne, said three Chinese companies would be required to divest from junior mining companies. Uh, the order comes after a multi-step review by Canada's National Security and Intelligence, Intelligence Agencies, which determined that the three companies must leave the Canadian mining industry on national security grounds. Now, critical minerals and metals like lithium, cadmium, nickel, and cobalt, things that we don't ever think about or talk about, well, they're essential for clean energy technologies, including turbines and electric cars and solar panels. They're also necessary uh, part of laptop computers and rechargeable batteries. And in recent years, China has become the largest refiner and processor of these critical minerals, building an extensive supply chain that relies on overseas mines for raw materials that includes countries like Canada. Joining me now to talk about uh, this issue is uh, Jeremy Nuttall. He's a Vancouver-based investigative reporter for the Toronto Star. Uh, He has also reported and lived in China for many years as well. Jeremy, thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you for explaining why these uh, minerals are important off the top. I was worried I might have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And, you know, we don't even think about these things, but they're so integral for a modern uh, 21st century uh, economy. Um, when I heard this, uh, not that I did cartwheels uh, <laughs> during the show yesterday, but I, I was kind of thinking, did we just find our spine? Uh, what did you make of, of um, this announcement yesterday? Very similar to that. I mean, I, I thought the same thing. Like, not, not only did we just find our spine, but why? Um, it was just in January when the, uh, the federal liberal government was uh, being criticized for not uh, taking the, these acquisitions seriously enough. And they were actually defending not doing a more fulsome security review of these uh, these purchases. And, you know, suddenly for them to turn around, uh, I found that to be a bit odd. Um, and I'm still wondering what's behind it. I think it could maybe be a more a more formal um, or forceful uh, posture from the U.S. and Australia and our other allies when it comes to China investments. Um, but, we, you know, I'm still sort of just waiting to see... Uh, you know, what, what, what could be the telltale sign of why they made this decision now? And do you think, I mean, it seems like it's a collective um, a change in mindset. For decades, business leaders, political leaders have said that, you know, we keep investing in China, we will change China. And one would argue China has changed us, that we finally have to wake up after two, maybe three decades of this investment, this trade. Uh, it has been one way in some cases. And this may be the litmus test beyond the whole Meng Jiawei issue that we've been talking uh, about for, for a long time. Do you think this is the litmus test that finally says, you know what, it is now time to get tough and draw the line in the sand? Yeah, it could be. I think that for us, though, again, it would be driven by our allies because Canada has been traditionally quite weak on all things uh, China when it comes to defending Canadian interests. I mean, if you look the other week when we have the, these reports of these uh, police stations in Toronto, um, you know, when it first came out, Canada was very weak on that, and they didn't really start to to make some noise until some other countries did as well. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'd say this is definitely a first step. It would look like. I mean, a couple a couple weeks ago, um, uh, Champagne Minister Champagne had actually said that Canada would be looking to decouple from China more, um, which I guess you know would have been the first I think sign. But I didn't I didn't think there would be such a big a big hit coming so soon after that. So. Yeah, it's definitely a sign that something's coming. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? How do you think this is um, being will be taken by China? 
Well, they're already upset about it. Uh, I mean, I think I think it was last last week in the Global Times there was an editorial uh, regarding Champagne's original uh, comments about decoupling from China, uh, where they just started, you know, the typical lashing out and insulting Canada and suggesting that nobody wants to do trade with Canada anyway, which is, I mean, an absolute laugh, especially uh, when you consider how much uh, how many resources Canada has, etc. Um, so I think that we're going to see in the next week or so probably some more of that similar kind of lashing out um, from Chinese state media and potentially even from uh, Chinese uh, diplomats uh, here in Canada. Mm. Uh, do you think Australia, which, you know, we brought up, I brought this argument uh, in this conversation with you many times before uh, in regards to how 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 quickly and forcefully they've pushed back on China and they do a lot of trade with China in regards to resources uh, and many other things, but they as a country, smaller than Canada, have pushed back. Is that still sort of the high watermark for Canada to achieve and, and to be strong and to push back when it comes to, if there's one country we can learn from that it's similar in size, one could argue, it would be Australia in regards to how to deal with foreign policy in China? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that uh, size-wise, uh, it's de- size-wise and trade-wise, it definitely has been, because Australia, they actually went um, and stood up to China on a number of issues, and um, d- despite that, their, their trade with China actually increased. China attacked some of their key industries, uh, wine, and I believe beef uh, was the other one, but overall, it, it still went up. So I think that, yeah, that's, the, that's sort of the area where Canada wants to, I think, uh, emulate, just because it's a similar-sized uh, country, um, you know, similar economic resources, etc. Um, and Australia, one of the big, big things that they did was a uh, laws that prevented uh, or at least tackled uh, any kind of foreign interference, which is something that Canada has been reluctant to do so far. But we'll see if I, I don't know if that's going to be happening or not. Um, but it was on the table uh, via the a conservative bill. Uh, a couple a couple of years ago. Hmm. Well, it'll be very interesting to see what transpire in, transpires in the next weeks, uh, next few weeks, and, and months in regards to if there's other things that will be coming from Ottawa in regards to our dealings with China. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Thanks, Jess. Have a good afternoon.